This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Forget the frustration of picking commerce platforms when you switch your business to Shopify, the global commerce platform that supercharges your selling wherever you sell. With Shopify, you'll harness the same intuitive features, trusted apps, and powerful analytics used by the world's leading brands. Sign up today for your $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash tech, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash tech. The Lapse Factor Podcast. What is up, college lacrosse fans? You are watching the 96th episode of the Lax Factor Lacrosse Podcast. I actually recorded this whole thing live last night at about 7 o'clock, and it looks like 32 minutes of me rambling on uh, did not work out. In today's podcast, we are going to talk about Yale and Princeton's decision to not allow any level of red shirt um, for their uh, athletes uh, relating to the COVID situation, which means that Michael freaking Sowers... Uh, has supposedly entered the transfer portal, according to Ty uh, Zanders uh, from Inside Lacrosse. So that is ridiculously huge news that he's going to enter the transfer portal. So we're going to talk about that a little bit. And then we're just going to ramble uh, about some other things related to some pro players and uh, stuff like that. So before I get into it, I'd like to thank our sponsor, uh, Sideline Swap. Uh, sidelineswap.com, the best place to buy and sell used lacrosse gear, things that are collecting dust in your garage, things that you don't plan on wearing anymore. Maybe you just need some loot. And uh, maybe right now is a good time to start selling your gear. So go to sidelineswap.com. They have apps for Android, uh, iOS, and all that crap, sidelineswap.com. And as always, you can go to laxfactor.com. Get yourself swag, hats, T-shirts, shorts, all of that good stuff. This jersey here. Uh, we sold, and it is going out in uh, uh, this morning's mail here. I actually had it boxed up, and then I took it out of the box, put it on the wall, and then we're going to ship it out here with uh, this morning's mail. So that is all. Let's get into this. Michael Sowers has officially, I say officially in terms of a lot of people are reporting this, uh, has entered the transfer portal. So that is absolutely bonkers. Uh, landing spots, nobody has any idea. I've had all sorts of people suggest various uh, spots to me. Hopkins was one of the spots. Um Although I think that that may be a long shot just because Hopkins has kind of been hurting a little bit. I feel like wherever he ends up, it's probably going to end up being someplace that gives him a shot to win a title because why the heck? I mean, I guess, yes, education is important, but this kid's already going to have his undergrad from Princeton. That's not too shabby. So he can do his uh, graduate degree just about anywhere he wants to at this point. So I would think that he would probably choose someplace that's going to be, you know, going to uh, add to his his um, resume in terms of the quality, you know, it should be a quality school or it doesn't have to necessarily be one of those huge elite schools. You know, there's a huge difference in terms of the school quality between, let's say, a, a Syracuse, depending on what your major is, and a UVA. But Syracuse and UVA both would give him a shot to uh, win a national title. And I mean, you can say the same thing about going to Maryland or to, you know, all sorts of places, Penn State, you name it. Uh, I think the most likely Landing spot, for some reason, shooting off hip last night, I had a feeling that the most likely landing spots for him were actually going to be between Maryland, um, uh, Maryland, Johns Hopkins, simply because of Petro and the, the history there. And then it, for some reason, I had a feeling that he might end up at a Rutgers. I think he's a Philly kid. Uh, and, and I know, I don't know, I have no idea why I threw Rutgers out there. But for some reason, I, I felt like Rutgers. But then we end up having a March at Syracuse. Uh, so could that uh, be a potential landing spot? I presume there will be some discussions there. I've actually had a couple of people um, suggest other Philly schools. I think somebody mentioned Villanova at one point, which then got me mentioning Villanova. So it's just crazy. And, and I think what a lot of it is, is just 
wishful thinking, people just hoping to hell that Mike Sowers goes to their place. The reality is nobody has any effing idea what this kid's going to decide, nor do we have any say or, you know, or should we? I mean, I, all I know is that this kid, man, just as I'm about to look down at my stats, it goes to sleep. This kid in 2020, game by game, Monmouth, uh, four and seven, Colgate, three and 11, you know, those, you know, you're dealing with lesser quality clubs there, Virginia at Virginia, four goals, four assists. And that's ridiculous against one of the best teams in the country. Johns Hopkins, he went two and seven Rutgers. He went three and two. So Rutgers was the team that uh, played him the best up to that point. Uh, and I mean, his shooting percentage, 31% shots on goal, 60%. Uh, I mean, the kid is just the kid was just playing bonkers lacrosse throughout his career. He's been one of the most consistent players to ever do it at the college level. 82 points as a freshman off a 41 41 split, uh, 83 points as a sophomore off a 27 56 split 2019. He goes 37 and 53 for 90 points, but points per game. Uh, he's always been right up there. They, they because they're not making the postseason. He ends up getting a lot less games than some of these other guys. Had Princeton made the postseason, and he ends up with let's say two tournament games and maybe an NCAA tournament game, then he's joining that hundred point club with all those other guys. So uh, you hear a lot of people talk about you know Spencer last year going for a hundred plus and Amet going for a hundred plus, and that these guys were hands down the best players in the country. They weren't. I, I still am a firm believer in the fact that Mike Sowers has. has has been the best player in college across easily his junior year and he was going to be again this senior year he was possibly the best player in college across his sophomore year as well it's just a matter of who he was playing for compared to some of these other guys but this kid is literally a generational talent um so he could decide at the end also not to not to transfer to just graduate and get the hell out of dodge that's that's certainly uh, a plausible um, scenario for him. He, he could, he's going to end up playing pro lacrosse somewhere and getting a job. So where we see Grant Amet deciding, Hey, I'm done with college. Amet had already dealt with an injury year. Um, so where you're seeing a guy like him say, Nope, I'm done. I uh, want to get the heck out of here. I want to move on with my life, get my job, uh, have that freedom that these college kids do not have, which he would, he would have in spades if he was to just go out and get his, his regular day job and then play for the play in the PLL. So we're seeing guys like that, make that decision. And that could still be the future for Michael Sowers. And I'm not going to pretend to have any insight in this because I have zero insight outside of Xander's saying that he has entered the transfer portal. That is where my knowledge of this situation ends. Everything else that I'm spitting here at you right now is, is nothing uh, more than just speculation, but it is truly interesting as a Cuse fan. I would absolutely love to see him end up at Syracuse. And we do have that tie. His former uh, offensive coordinator and assistant coach March is now at Syracuse. So could that play? Syracuse is a ridiculously quality club. Uh, offensively, Syracuse has a great attack unit, uh, an attack unit that would complement him well, would chase Scanlon off ball. And uh, if, you know, depending on if Rafis came back, you, that, that would be one of the most formidable attack lines in the country by far. And you put Sowers on that line, that's hands down, that would be one of the best attack units in the country. Uh, and then with those midfielders uh, that are coming back as well. I know it's going to get hairy with money. I know for a lot of these schools, money becomes a consideration because how do you pay for it? You know, you get 12 and a half scholarships and how do you end up covering these seniors that are going to stay around and now play? And then you have this, this issue kind of lingering for a little bit. So it, it's a tough, tough call. It'll be a tough call for him and his family, I'm sure. But I do, I do hope 
that for my own selfish reasons, I hope that the decision he makes is to come back, to come back and play, so we get to see what Mike Sowers can do uh, in in you know in his senior year. But uh, you know, I understand he's got to do what he's got to do for himself. Uh, so then, what's this mean for other other teams? I mean, there's boatloads of guys have entered the transfer portal, and we're actually going to do an episode devoted solely to the guys that are in the transfer portal next week. Um, because it, it, you're going to start seeing a lot of big names as the Ivy League, especially Yale and Princeton now have both officially announced that they're not going to allow these red shirts. And, and how it would have worked is he would have had to drop out of school this spring and not finish this semester. I believe he would have had to not come back in the fall and then come back in the spring to finish. I believe that's how Rob Pennell pulled it. It's kind of a loophole in the Ivy League system because they don't allow uh, for red shirts. But uh, Yale and Prince, Princeton both said, no dice, can't do it, we're not allowing it. So what's this mean for guys like Morrill at Yale and TD Erlin at Yale? And then as these other schools, uh, the Ivies start to come in and officially say, hey, we're doing the same thing. You've got Jeff Teat running around out there. You've got um, uh, uh, the, 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 a bunch of guys at Penn that are all getting up there in age. So it'll be interesting to see because there's going to be big name after big name after big name entering the transfer portal and uh, getting ready to jump ship. I, I feel like out of all these guys, Teat probably has the most the biggest reason to ditch because of how valuable he's going to be to the NLL. So Teat's going to be able to play both uh, outdoor and indoor and indoor wise. He's going to be one of the most sought after draft picks in a long time. Teat is going to, you know, go, he's just going to be a bonkers box player. So I see of all the the players that have the, the get to decide now, hey, do we want to play somewhere else or do we just want to get the hell out of Dodge and get pro uh, play pro? I think Teat is the one that probably has the best, options there simply because from an NLL perspective, they pay well. And then from a PLL perspective, you put those two together with whatever the hell else he decides to do. Teat right off the bat could be a six-figure earner between his lacrosse, uh, the two pro leagues, and then whatever other camps and other things. Because don't forget, the, these big name guys like Teat, like Sowers, like Amet, they're going to be able to make Money playing pro, albeit not a huge chunk of change, probably compared to what their educations would afford them and their networking would afford them. But for a guy like Teed, if he's going to play in both of those leagues, he could become a full-time lacrosse player and 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 have lacrosse be his full-time gig uh, simply because you got NLL paycheck, PLL paycheck, and then you have all sorts of camps and and other things that you can work throughout the year. Your own, you know, your own endorsement deals that you could get. So I see a lot of these new guys that are coming out. A lot of these big names that are coming out. All of them have a chance to to get into that six figures or more uh, playing lacrosse. You know, but they could also probably make a hell of a lot more than that between their their education and their networking, and they could probably get themselves into you know. 200,000 plus, 250,000 plus uh, pretty quickly just knowing who they know. I, I remember seeing a thing a while ago, uh, and I don't know how true this is. So this is just me rattling off something that I read once, but it was in an article written by somebody that I hope wasn't you know totally pulling our chains, but it was that the average, I don't know if it was the average lacrosse player or the better lacrosse players on the Princeton lacrosse team uh, years ago on average left school and got a job paying them more than the valedictorian uh, in their class because of the networking that lacrosse provided for them. So that was a, that was an interesting thing uh, to, to kind of see and to, to get to look at. 
it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Uh, let's see here. Another thing I wanted to talk about, my boy Bubba Voigt, Bradley Voigt, former Syracuse uh, player. I'm going to have to flip this thing now here. So we're going to we're going to go whoop. So uh, we're trying to get into the positives here. The COVID has fucked a lot of stuff up for all of us and kind of pissed a lot of us off. So I saw this uh, uh, quote. Uh, by Voight on Instagram, and it said, we're taking this as an opportunity for us to get better at what we do. We have more time to get ready now, and whether it's June, July, or August, we will be ready at Bubba Voight, uh, uh, Bubba underscore Voight uh, on Instagram. Uh, dude was a savage. One of my favorite players of recent times here, just a savage attackman, off-ball attackman. Guy wasn't going to carry and beat you, but you had to be aware of where he was at all times, and he wasn't a crazy motion um off ball player. He was a, I have a feel for the field and I'm going to find that spot that where I know my guy is going to be tempted to go, tempted to hedge, tempted to leave me enough that someone's going to be able to hit me and I'm going to get a shot off. Uh, And he could shoot from anywhere. He could shoot from outside, snipe from in close. He could shoot between his legs, behind his back. Uh, He was a really exciting player to watch, but what I liked the most about him and I liked it about him right, right off the bat when he first started getting in as a youngster uh, playing on man up, uh, sets was the dude. The dude had a swagger about him that that's just kind of a uh, you know I I loved watching it. You know he'd score a goal and he just the way he celebrates his posture, everything about him just said. I am a redneck from PY and PY homies are the craziest. So don't fuck with me. I mean, the dude had swag that you had to enjoy that his teammates had to have enjoyed. So the the whole reason I wanted to talk about that quick was simply. It's good to start seeing guys be positive again. We've all been pissed off. We've all been upset. We've all had to deal with this stupid COVID. We're all getting cabin fever. And uh, the, the beginning of it was a bunch of dads on Facebook, Instagram, and places complaining about missing the season. Now what I'm seeing is videos that fathers are taking, that players are taking of themselves training. It's like, hey, we've uh, kind of you know, brushed off our shoulders here. We're dealing with this bullshit, and now we're getting back to business, and we're going to get better. I think the ones that got screwed the worst in all of this – is surely the high school seniors. Um, It sucks for everybody to lose a year. Everybody lost a year. College seniors lost a year. But at least with the college seniors, you have an option. Uh, You have a a viable option that if you can figure out a way to come back and get that money, you can come back and play again. High school seniors are just screwed. There's nothing that they can do. They've lost their senior year. They've lost both their senior year in high school, which is a really important time for a lot of people, a lot of uh, kids' development mentally, uh, biologically, And uh, just because it's a a very formidable time in your development, and uh, then they lose the thing that they love. They lose their lacrosse season, and there is no making it up. A couple of these kids will be able to go and have a a, a play prep ball somewhere, but most of them are just screwed and now just have to move on. Uh, I don't know what it does to the recruiting landscape at the highest levels, probably not much. Uh, Probably at the D3 level, a lot of these kids are hurt. So what I would say to any of these seniors that lost their senior year that maybe would have were counting on that senior year to get themselves recruited and to get themselves into a D3 school, reach out to the coaches. Reach out to these coaches of the schools that you were interested in. Maybe you were hoping they were going to get in touch with you. Maybe they were in touch with you, but things have kind of fallen off. Right now, what I say to the kids that aren't sure what's going on, 
is uh, contact these coaches. Show interest. If you show interest in these programs, they are going to look into you. They have to. It's their job. Get them video. Uh, uh, just show an interest. Make Hopefully your grades are up because that will always help. But don't just sit on your laurels and say, oh, man, I hope someone comes and swipes me up. Don't do that. Go out and get yours. Go out and find those schools that you're interested in. Reach out to those coaches. Let them know how badly you want to play for them. Get them a little bit of footage showing you play, and you you, you guys will be able to handle this. I mean, it is not the end of the world, albeit it is, it is going to be a unique challenge, but attack that challenge. Don't sit there and wait for the dragon to come eat you. Go find that dragon, slay that bastard, and then take all of its gold. Be proactive in this fight here. So I think that that's important also. And then another thing I found interesting uh, that I saw this week was a meme floating around uh, that was talking about college coaches posting publicly that they were glad that they saw so-and-so players' uh, uh, social media before they offered them scholarships. So something that I'm saying uh, now to a lot of parents, to a lot of players, is if you're a high school kid and you're on social media, do not be stupid. Do not post stupid crap. Do not post yourself chugging beers at parties. Do not post... You end up, high school is a weird group. So no matter what group you belong to, you're going to end up flexing a little bit on other groups. And that sometimes leads you to posting some stuff that could be taken as racist, that could be taken as um, homophobic, uh, that could be taken as, uh, or if you're, let's just say, let's say you're a, a really smart kid and you're bashing other people, you're bashing the kids that are partying. I mean, the whole thing with social media needs to be, be positive. If you're going to have a social media profile as a high school kid that is trying to get recruited by a pro, any program, D3, all the way up to D1, uh, don't be a dumbass. Uh, use your social media to show yourself, you know, a lot of people will do extracurriculars. They're going to try to do well in school. They're going to have lacrosse, and then they're going to maybe do some community service work, and they're going to do this and that. If you're a high school kid, if a coach with all the trash that coaches have to see on kids' social media, because even smart kids end up being dumb on social media at times, look at your social media as another tool to get yourself recruited. Game your social media. Uh, put a picture up of you helping your little sister do her homework. Uh, put a picture up of you at the community center. You know what I mean? Like kind of, you could use that social media profile to make yourself look good instead of to make yourself look dumb. Uh, if you are a high school kid legitimately trying to get recruited, you need to be regularly going back through that social media profile and making sure that everything in that bad boy is wholesome enough that Mrs. Walton herself, John Boy's mother, Mary Ellen mother uh, would be pleased with what she sees you post and she would say, oh, that is a very nice boy or that is a very nice girl. Make sure that your social media post is something that would make your future um, spouse's parents proud because if it's not, those coaches are going to end up seeing it and uh, and it's not. it could end up hurting your chances or just button it up so much that nobody can see anything that uh, you're not uh, really, really specifically uh, friends with and close to uh, because that's important. But uh, moral of the story, it is good to see people trying to, you know, starting to get back into the positive. It's going to be really interesting over the coming weeks to see what happens with the transfer portal, with where guys end up going. It'll be interesting to see how that fallout plays into the recruits that are coming in. If a Michael Sowers... Hits up a team, you know, I mean, you, you put Michael Sowers on an attack squad anywhere. He's obviously now instantly the best player on that team. What's that do to the incoming freshmen uh, that, you know, maybe we're expecting to get burned as freshmen 
Uh, it, I, I, we've said it a million times, so I don't want to beat that up ad nauseum because we've already talked about it. But it, the, the landscape right now, this is the craziest time ever. I think it was Ty Zander who said um, he can't believe that he's about to get into talking about college lacrosse players as if they're free agents because that's what it feels like right now. It feels like there are a boatload of really high-profile free agents out there for the taking, and it, it's just going to be a, a an absolute horror show uh, with coaches trying to reach out to these guys and trying to convince these guys that their school is the right spot. But it's going to be even more interesting because how are they going to come up with the money uh, that they're going to have to give some of these kids to get them in? I don't know how it works with the grad stuff um, because my worry with a lot of the guys that aren't doing uh, the year of grad school comes down to <clears throat> just how does the scholarship work out? You know, maybe with the grad school stuff, you can get a little bit more academic money as part of that. Maybe you can't. I'm, a, I'm an idiot, man. I dropped out of college and started my own business when I was 22. Um, so I definitely did not finish that whole racket. And I was a terrible student to begin with. I was a terrible student. I have proven to be a very good business owner, though. So uh, good for me. Pat on my back. I think that it works that way quite a bit. So that is it. Uh, we're gonna, I, I had grand plans the last two weeks to do all sorts of crazy shit. And I have prepared for all of it. And we have a bunch of new content written up that we're going to do. We have some film reviews that we're going to do uh, specific to kind of uh, handing this off to your players. And I won't swear and I'll try not to say the F-bomb in them uh, so that players can get an idea of what the best players in the world are doing to find space on the field and to interact with each other and to score goals and feed and take balls away. So we're going to do a lot of that. And I had all these grand plans, but then I got sick of shit. We got sick for pretty much a week. I was laid low and then I ended up having COVID symptoms. I did not have COVID. I just have a bad cold. Um, so we've been quarantined for 14 days. We're through that. Uh, and then as soon as we were done with the quarantine, then I got sick again and then spent another two or three days laid low. So it has been a weird ass two weeks of just trying to get back to healthy again and fudging through work completely like a savage as I've been sick. But now I'm back. I've kind of missed rambling to y'all and uh, we're going to we're actually going to do some new stuff in here in the office and and uh, rework this whole thing. Um, so that everything's a little bit cooler, a little bit easier just to point and shoot. This camera right now is sitting uh, by my desk. I don't know here. What I could probably do is uh, take a little video from this side so you can actually get a look at it. That's what the desk looks like right now, oddly enough. You know what? Screw that. I'm not going to do that. That's too hard. See, you can tell I'm rambling. Uh, I'm just getting over being sick, so my brain is not fully functioning at a high level yet. But moral of the story, more to come. We will get back to posting more regularly and, and try to get into more of that solid content that you guys can enjoy and a little bit more training content. And then we'll try as, as soon as we get some, some news about when it looks like some of the pro leagues are going to start up the NLL, they just folded for the rest of the season. So they're gone. Uh, so now we're just waiting for the MLL and the PLL to, to figure out how far back they're going to bump their seasons. <coughs> oh, excuse me. <clears throat> See productive cough. That's how I know it's not COVID. Um, so yeah, we're just, we're just waiting now to figure out what what all what's going to happen. I'm a news guy. I am not. Uh, I don't enjoy nearly as much uh, doing the video review stuff and the educational stuff. I like just rambling, talking about the news. I like watching a game and then getting down in front of here and 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 pontificating and talking about it. I I enjoy rambling for the most part. So it's been tough for me through this, uh, poor Ted, because I, you know, I love doing this and I love talking about lax and there has been zero lacrosse to talk about. And then one of the other things I said in the live stream that did not ever post that I don't think any of you saw, and honestly comment down below, if any of you actually saw that live stream and I was live, let me know, but it's not 
processing and spitting it out now is I bought a sweet camera lens so that I was going to hit the local high school games and I was going to hit Cortland. I had approval to hit Onondaga. So I was actually going to start going to games and taking real legit nice video and then talk about a lot more lacrosse at those various levels. But can't do that either now because the high school season's gone. So now I'm hoping uh, we get some PLL action. I'll get a press pass for that. That's not going to be a problem. Uh, we should have some MLL action. Maybe I'd get a press pass with that. I'm not sure. We'll see how that goes. Um, but then we'll have summer tournaments and things like that. Hopefully we have some summer tournaments and things like that to mess with. Uh, it's very possible we don't even get those. But uh, the goal is if there is lacrosse to cover, as soon as it's back, we're going to cover it. And until then, film reviews, uh, we're going to do like uh, uh, all-time lists. We'll do top five attackmen, top five defenders. We're going to start doing crap like that, put polls up on Facebook and things. So as always, thank you for watching. Be sure to check out our sponsor, sidelineswap.com. You can go to laxfactor.com as well, get some swag there. And uh, that's, that's pretty much it. As always, thank you for watching. And Hoost is out.